get ready to jump off your seat. Welcome to the first week's show of Motivation with Maggie. I'm your host, Maggie Houston, a senior at the University of Iowa, majoring in human health and physiology. I would like to call myself a wellness advocate and gym junkie. Motivation with Maggie will inspire you to navigate a balanced, healthy lifestyle in college, featuring discussions with professionals in regards to the six pillars of health, including nutrition, physical activity, sleep, mental well-being, and social wellness, with a twist of integrative medicine. I will provide advice on confidence, beauty, and fashion. I want to inspire people to live to their full potential and make the topic of a healthy living in college fun. I want to show people that they can do it all. This week's episode will be with guest speaker Maggie Gutwine, a track and field athlete at the University of Iowa. The discussion will feature her time as an athlete and how she balanced a healthy, fun college lifestyle while not getting burnout. She will give her advice on how to feel confident and happy in the moment. Her tips and tricks are wise beyond her years. I chose to interview Maggie Gutwine today because she has a lot of knowledge about physical and mental well-being. And she is also the first person I thought of when I asked myself, who do I know that does it all and is happy doing it? Motivation with Maggie is available to listen to by subscribing to UISRM Podcast. Now let's get into it. Maggie, tell me about yourself. Hi, I'm Maggie Gutwine. I am a sports rec management major here at the University of Iowa with an event management certificate and communications PR concentrate. I am from Monticello, Indiana, and I run cross country and track here. Just medically retired from running due to medical purposes, so it's kind of looking a little different from the last three years now, but... I'm super excited to be here. Tell me how you balance playing a sport and having a social life and doing school all at once. Yeah, so it definitely took some adjustments, you know, first coming in freshman year, just kind of, you know, setting your priorities and, you know, kind of making a checklist of what is the most important to you and what you want to accomplish, you know, every day during your school schedule, hanging out with your friends on the weekends because you need to have a balanced schedule. So definitely I went through many different schedules to find that. But I feel when I got to my end of sophomore year, junior year, I really figured it out where I could have my going out time with my girlfriends. And just during the week, I prioritized school a lot. And in the evenings, you know, if I felt up to it, I would hang out with my girlfriends. Maybe some nights I was too tired from practice and maybe not hang out with my girlfriends, but I would definitely set aside t- like time for them. And if, if that was two nights or three nights or even just one night during the week, I would, I would prioritize that. And then during the weekends, I would still practice on like Sunday mornings. So I would go out Friday nights usually and be okay for practice on Sunday morning and with school it was definitely hard adjusting having practice and being tired all the time and just wanting to sleep but it's just trial and error with that and figuring out how much sleep you get during the night to really help you during the day and that's what I really figured out is that you really do need those eight to ten hours of sleep every night if you want to go through a full school day and go to practice so that's just kind of the 
things I learned. I learned a lot about myself during that time. And I feel right now I'm at a good stage of how I maintain school, um, friends, and um, running. So, but it definitely took a while. Tell me about your struggles of being a student athlete and your advice to others. Yeah, so... My struggles as a student athlete would have to probably be seeing all your other girlfriends who aren't athletes like out and doing their thing and you want to be out of course but you maybe are traveling for a meet or you have practice the next morning and you can't go out and I definitely have FOMO pretty badly and I definitely went through it seeing that and some other struggles would probably be just being tired all the time. I just, I am just so tired all the time and I just don't have very much motivation sometimes for school and I really have to, you know, put my big girl pants on and and, and just do it. But a lot of the time I just want to come home from practice or class and just take a nap, whether that's before practice or after practice. So definitely a big struggle there. There's always mental struggles with being an athlete and knowing if you're like, producing what you want to produce for yourself and for your team and for your coach and knowing that you do have a team behind you and you just don't want to let yourself down or let your teammates down around you and you know if you know how you perform kind of affects you to your everyday everyday life so just being being okay with the performance you have every day is kind of something everyone struggles with being an athlete, whether you're at the highest of high performance or you're not having the greatest performances, you know, just handling that outside of, of your sport and in, in your school life and with your friends and just making sure you always have, you always set apart how you compete with your everyday life. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's something that a lot of athletes like, do struggle with. For example, if I had like, terrible practice, my the rest of my day was just completely off because it's just that pressure you put on yourself every day because as an athlete, like you just have that competitive natural drive that you just want to do everything. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. And what good habits have you created from lessons that you have learned or issues that you've endured during college? Yeah. So Going back to just like being an athlete, some lessons I've just learned about myself that, you know, it's it's okay to not be okay sometimes and kind of, you know, reach reach out to your friends and teammates and ask for help and just like have them always being there for you and knowing what's going on and, you know, just having that support through time when you're probably not with your family a lot that would give you that support and just knowing that you can rely on your on your friends and your teammates and your support system. Also, something I've learned is being an athlete isn't your whole personality. You're okay without your sport. And that's something that took a while for me to understand because I just was sport, sport, sport all through. It was when I started in third grade with whatever, playing my first travel sport. And I just was instilled that, you know, my sport is my identity, even though you should never do that. But making your sport your identity is the wrong path to go. And even even my coach has said to all of us on the team, like, your sport's not your identity. You're way more than your sport. You're only in your sport for four to five years in college, and you have to go on and get a job. So 
making your sport your identity is not the way to go. And you need to have a life outside of the sport and not just make your sport your personality. That is something I totally struggled with. I mean, I think that when you become successful at something, that's what people recognize you as. And then you feel like you have to live up to other people's expectations. And it takes you over. And that's what you start to think of yourself as because that's what everybody else is thinking of you as. So then it's just this overwhelming pressure of you have to do well. And I think that if you don't meet up to what you did last year, or then what are people going to think of you? Right, right. Then there's that transition into college where it's like, okay, well, the competition is completely different. And it's a big slap in the face, especially for freshmen and just getting over that hump. But It was definitely an identity crisis I had after being done and retiring from my sport. I was completely lost, but I knew just getting into the gym and just finding something that I enjoyed doing and kind of put away running for a little bit. And I started joining group workout sessions because I want to remind everyone that just because you retire from a sport does not mean that you're not an athlete anymore because you still are. And I think that that is a huge way that I overcame the identity crisis is that you just have to find what you like doing. How do you stay positive when you aren't looking forward to something, whether that's homework exercising, even like if you make plans with friends and you're like super tired and you don't want to go out and you don't want to do something, but you know that you committed to something, how do you handle that? Yeah. So how I would kind of handle that is looking at the like outcome that all those situations have. So for school, you just have to kind of look at the big picture and look at what you want to accomplish with that assignment you're dreading or the studying you're dreading, like it's all going to pay off in the end. So even though that it's going to suck, it's going to suck for a short amount of time compared to what it's going to be after and your outcome to it, if it's hopefully a good outcome. And then, you know, looking at if you're tired and you, and you don't really want to go out with your friends, but you know, you really don't want to bail on them and be a bad friend or whatever. You have to look at that and just kind of put yourself in their place and have to just think about, you know, what if I got like canceled on by, by Maggie and how would Mm -hmm. that make me feel? And you just kind of have to put yourself in their shoes and just, you know, really can't be selfish at that time, but you can always be selfish. You know, if you're going through a hard time and you don't want to go out and, you know, you maybe want to stay in and maybe just let them know what's kind of going on. But always put yourself in someone else's shoes if if you're going to cancel on them and you know you've had those plans for a long time so you just kind of got to look at their feelings and kind of how they're going to react to it but also you need to pay attention to yourself too and you know if you're too tired (laughs) and you don't want to go out it's okay not to it's okay not to go out but if you cancel on this person multiple and multiple times like that just shows you're just not you're not trying and you're just not being the best friend to them. And so I just feel like if it happens once or twice and 
it's okay. But if it just continually happens and canceling on that friend, then that's just going to show them that you're not making an effort with them. So your advice is to make sure that you're selfish enough to keep yourself happy and healthy, but also just be aware of your feelings. What does time management look like to you? Like, if you tell me about a day in your life. Yes. So before I medically retired from cross country and track, a day in my life on, say, a Tuesday would be, so I have class from 9.30 to 1.45, and then I have practice at three and then we have weights at five till six and then so basically practice from three to six and then go home and do homework and everything so Tuesdays and Thursdays were very packed days but we would have practice every day from three to six or three to five and then we would have 7 a.m long runs on Sunday Saturday is on your own and then Monday was our NCAA day off so My class schedule isn't crazy, but just having practice in the middle of the day isn't the best thing in the world. Going to class and I'm just kind of always thinking about practice at three o'clock if, you know, we're having a hard workout day on Tuesdays and Fridays, just kind of focusing on that and just making sure like I'm going to work out well. And so it wasn't the best having practice at three just because it was lingering all day. But yeah, that's kind of what a day in the life looks like. Yeah. Okay, so this is a big one. We're starting to approach winter. Okay. The season of depression. (laughs) So how do you stay positive and motivated during this time? Yeah, how I stay positive, motivated, you know, with school, finals are coming up and, you know, at the end of the semester and when winter kind of starts. How I just stay motivated is, you know, I, I write down my goals at the beginning of the semester and I go back and look at them. And I just reassure myself that we can accomplish these goals. Just writing down your goals in the very beginning of the semester and staying positive, you know, even though it gets cold and you don't want to go to class in the cold, you just kind of got to reflect on the goals and that you need to go to class to, you know, get a good grade in this class, even though it's freezing outside. But you need to look at the outcome. You know, it's not going to be cold forever. There's going to be less cold days than warm days. So, You need to just look at your goals and know that it's going to pay off, that you're going to go to class. And then looking at working out and when it gets cold outside, you just kind of, I mean, goals to there. You know, you have to set your schedule every week and, you know, what time you want to set out to work out. And then it's going to force yourself to, you know, think about that time and, you know, go work out at that time that you set out to go work out. So I think that would be your best bet just to kind of set out certain amount of time in your schedule to work out. I think working out is essential in the winter because it increases your endorphins when you're just in that season of depression maybe but I also like to get up and work out before I have classes most of the time. I think that it's something that a lot of people should look into because I like to work out before people can bother me before my day starts so then I can't be like oh I had a bad day so I can relax I don't I don't need to work out well no just set your your day up for success already and just get it out of the way and yes. just don't have yes. excuses I agree I agree 
if you only have 30 minutes to work out, which I feel like this happens to me all the time, especially if I get up and work out before class, Mm -hmm. what do you do for a workout if you only have 30 minutes before class? Okay. What I would do is I would go on the Peloton in my apartment and do a 30-minute bike class on the Peloton, or you could do a walk on the treadmill and, you know, on on incline for half that, and then the other half you can do like a circuit or abs or the stair climber. You can get a lot done in 30 minutes and burn a lot of calories, even though it's just 30 minutes, you know, it's going to pay off no matter kind of what you do, but I've I would I would either bike, walk on the treadmill, circuit, or do a, an ab routine and just, you know, mix match those. I think the biggest thing is, is just being consistent, getting in to the gym. If you just walk in, you're going to get something done. Just get up and, <laughs> and get, in, and the get gym. in and don't linger and think about it. The right. moment that it hits your brain, just go do it. Go do it. Count to three and just get up. And you're going to feel great after you're done. Like, it's going to happen. It's bound to happen. Yes. It doesn't have to be super long. It just has to be something. Yes. So what are some tips you have for keeping yourself in line when maybe you have friends that aren't on the same page as you in regards of wellness? Yeah. So just kind of, you know, Understanding that, you know, you can be friends with people that don't align with you 100%, but just know that you don't have to adapt to them. You need to stay in your own lane and and keep you with your goals. So I would just always remember that and that, you know, it's okay that some people aren't so goal-oriented as, as you, but you still need to keep in mind of your goals. I'm a big goal person and, you know, I always try and write down my goals, even if it's just monthly goals, weekly goals, you know. I always try and stick by them and I always look at them every single day and that's just, that's what just motivates me in school, working out and just in my daily life. How have you become your most confident self and what are things that make you feel the most confident in your day-to-day life? How did you get to that point? Yeah, so what's just kind of made me feel my most confident self is probably just digging deep into myself and understanding myself or out of time in our lives we're pretty young and you know self-reflecting on yourself when you're this young is kind of just what you kind of need to start understanding where you're at in your life and we're about to graduate and go get a job and start our start our big girl jobs and just start adapting to adult life so I've I've just done a lot of self-reflection you know these past couple years and especially you know with running has come into question a lot and what's the best thing to do for myself and sometimes I would not do that you know two three years ago I wouldn't wouldn't expect myself to reflect and be like what do I want to do and versus what what do I want to do for everyone else what should I my parent like what are my parents going to think of this but I've just done a lot of self-reflecting and it's taken a while you know it's you have your ups and downs you know with your own self but self-reflecting has really helped me and just understanding myself and what I need to be happy and successful and choosing the right friends I went you know you have trial and errors with your with people and friends in college and you know I have definitely had that in college and you know I met a great group of girls 
this year and end of last year. I feel that those girls are only going to bring me up and and that's what I needed in my life at that time. And so ever since then, I've just, they've helped me so much mentally, even that they don't probably don't even know that they make me so happy. And then I get to call them, you know, my group of girlfriends. And that's, that's just kind of what I needed at that time. And just self-reflecting and knowing that I needed a better group of friends because what I was getting was not it before that. So just a lot of self-reflecting was what is what I needed and that what helps me to be happier. That was so sweet. <laughs> I feel like as you get older, you just are more aware of people and how they make you feel. And it's not necessarily the, the quantity anymore. It's the quality of people right. that you have around you. And I think that's really important to realize because your social life is a huge aspect of your well-being and it's important to have people that care about you just as much as you care about them. And sometimes that takes experimenting and getting out of your comfort zone and not necessarily doing what everybody in your friend group at that second is doing and just doing something different. Something that has made me the most confident in my life is getting out of my comfort zone. How do you keep yourself from getting burnt out? And also, um, what keeps you from not getting too overwhelmed? Yeah, from not getting burnt out from something, you definitely need just like a good balance between, you know, kind of what you're putting your efforts into. You should not just put all your all your eggs in one basket and just and spend all your time on one thing and concentrate on one thing in that is obviously going to lead to a burnout. You know, I was definitely burnout on running and I put all my eggs in one basket with it. And that's all I would focus on for the longest time. And I definitely felt the burnout and, you know, you just, you just can't put all your time and energy on one single thing. It needs to be spread out through multiple things. And, you know, it's, it's okay to over like over, over, on something or just over excess on something but that something needs to not lead to a burnout you know you can put a lot of time into something but you also need to set put time into many other different things in your life what was the other question so how do you know when you need to take a break I feel like that's that's a question that I have so right now for example like I'm super sick and the only thing that's been on my mind is just getting in the gym but I'm like, I have to take a break for my body. So how do you know like, when to take a break and how do you take a break without feeling guilty? I would say how you know is um, when you're just like thinking about it all the time, you know, you're thinking about getting back in the gym and you obviously should not because you're sick right now, but it's obviously a good thing to think about working out like that. But it's okay to not work out, you know, for a week when your immune system is not doing so well and it wouldn't be positive thing to go work out. I just think when you're over thinking about something all the time and it's always on your mind, I would do that when I would have like an off day from running and I'm just like, oh, I can't eat this and this and this because I didn't work out today. You should not do that whatsoever. Yeah, I definitely (laughs) think that's a huge thing that that athletes struggle with is just okay, the guilt of, say, like, 
you had something planned for the day. You're so hard on yourself. How do you overcome that? Just kind of, you know, I have done this quite a bit, just writing down my worries for the, if I don't accomplish, you know, a assignment that I wanted to accomplish that day or just like a core routine that day that I didn't get to, you know, just writing down my worries of why I'm worrying about that. I think that really helps, you know, writing it down and putting it on paper and getting it out of your head and just putting and just writing it out, the physical action of just writing it out. And I would just try and, you know, even though it's really hard to take your mind off it, just try and take your mind off and occupy yourself in other ways. And so that's that's really what I do a lot. That's all the questions I have for you today. Thank you so much, Maggie, for your time. I'm sure that everyone listening learned so much about health and wellness and how to balance a healthy college lifestyle and still have fun doing it. I learned a lot of tips and tricks from you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.